Hi, and welcome to our Inspire podcast series. I'm Dana Arismith, General Manager of Dean Houston Nashville. Here with me today is Julie Mueller, President and CEO of Custom Design Benefits. Julie's worked diligently to define her company's unique culture and to get her team aligned with the vision, and she's going to share some of her insights with us today. Welcome, Julie. Well, thank you, Dana. I'm happy to be here. Great. We're going to start off with the hardest question of this group, and that is, what was the aha moment that you had? What, you know, what was it that made you realize that you had to do some work concerning your com company's culture? Well, we had actually a, um, I bought my partner out in 2016. And, you know, that's a lot of change that's going on. And I had my big aha moment. I'm a member of Vistage, which is an international CEO leadership group. And they bring, they bring some excellent speakers to the table. Uh, when David Friedman came in to speak and his whole high-performing cultures, and he spoke to, the, spoke to our group, and he was speaking to me. And his line, which really stuck with me, is that if you are not defining your culture, it is being defined for you. And that was my, my big aha moment. And so I went and I got his book, Culture by Design. And I said, I want custom design benefits to reflect my values and the culture I want to establish versus some behavior that I was kind of witnessing inside of the company. Mm -hmm. It was just, it was so uplifting. And that's when I really started started on my uh, journey, which is not just a one and done kind of thing. You know, it is something that you have to be totally committed with and you have to stay the course. So I think a lot of times when CEOs or when companies launch programs, it's a program, right? And everybody's, oh, here's, here's another program. And that is why it is so critical that it is, it is not a program. It really becomes a way of life. So what I'm hearing you say is that it's really not a linear thing. It's more iterative. It's, it's something you start, but you never really put it aside. Never. I mean, you're living it, you're breathing it. And, you know, the, the first process is really what we went through. And we actually hired David's firm to come in. And they help you crystallize what are those, what we call fundamentals. Mm -hmm. And so that was several sessions with my leadership team, kind of helping us articulate what we want, um, custom design benefits, you know, for, for eternity, right, to be what we want to be known for. And so we just kept going back and forth and back and forth until we really refined them. And we, we call them our, the custom way, right? Custom design benefits, the custom way. And they are 23 fundamentals or behaviors that really reflect who we are. Then we had them come in and it, that was really important. Having an outside source I think helped us launch it even faster. Mm -hmm. And so we had company-wide meetings and we just kind of laid it out. 
laid out the fundamentals, why they're important. And a lot of them we already had as part of our culture, you know, like, I mean, literally about customer focus. I mean, everybody here is, is totally on board with that. It's, it's yeah. what we've been known for all along as our customer service. So some of them were really just putting them down on a piece of paper and, you know, taking it from there. So, yeah. um, but then some of them were, you know, we really worked through and I, I wanted to keep it to like a man, a manageable number. Yeah. Um, but then you have to just every day you, we start every meeting, we take a fundamental a week. So there's 23, right? We've got 23 weeks. We take one fundamental each week and we focus on that fundamental. So it is on everybody's, every meeting, it is the number one agenda item. Let's talk about that fundamental, whatever meeting that you are in, whether it's a Zoom meeting or an in-person meeting, which thank God we're back to those. And so we focus on that one. We have, it started out with me as the CEO. I would do an email every week, like every Sunday night, I would send out an email on that fundamental and what it what it meant and what it was important you know why it was important mm -hmm. and so everybody came in on monday morning and did that so i went through the 23 and then um my other senior managers each took 23 and then they sent the email we went through the leadership team and then we just more recently what which i am excited about is the weekly emails now are coming from what we call our fun fundamental fundamental committee that nice. used to be our wellness and fun committee and so they've been given a new charter to incorporate our fundamentals so now the weekly emails are coming from a member of that committee which is a large cross-functional work group they're, they're wonderful so it's just, it's so neat to see other people, you know, just it not coming from the leadership. It needs to start there, but it's so neat to actually see it from our workforce. The first step was you defined it. The second step was you started to reinforce it. What, and have made that a constant part of your, you know, company activity, but what changes, what are some of the major changes that you've seen among your employees as a result of this better defined and reinforced culture? What's really neat is they is, is what we've witnessed is that they call, they do recognition for each other and they will pull out a fundamental and they will say, you know, kudos or what a great job to Kim who really displayed being a great teammate or you know focus focus on the client they'll actually do it themselves sometimes it's just a kudos to each other and sometimes it's because we have a and we get a lot of these compliments or thanks from members and from clients and we make sure we send those out throughout the company and pick out the fundamental that was being displayed in that customer service moment or that member moment and it really is just so neat to see that and, and really it just reinforces itself 
The other thing that we do is each week, everybody gets an email. We subscribe to this and it's like a little quiz. It's a little fun quiz. And it's about that fundamental. And we are tasked to making sure everybody completes it, that they open it up. You know, you get a lot of email, that they open it up, they read it, and they take the little quiz. And then the following week, we say, hey, we had 100% participation, and 98% of everybody got the right answer. So each week, we send that out as well. And we really get 100% participation because if we don't, the, the manager will basically say they were out on PTO that week. So-and-so yeah. was out on PTO, but we really, that's been really successful. People are, are do participate and you know, it just really kind of keeps it in the forefront. Mm-hmm. And that to me is, is really critical. Yeah. And do you like, as you're looking at performance evaluations, do those, factors play into that? that? That Thank you, Dana, for reminding me, because we, last year, we do quarterly reviews. <laughs> we took each job position, because with 23, not every job needs you to be great on in 23 fundamentals, right? <laughs> so each manager, we took every position and picked the six to eight key fundamentals that we felt were critical for that role. And it actually is part of their quarterly review process. Okay, good. So along with their SMART goals and their, their key objectives. And like, say you have someone that uh, really needs to up a certain behavior for their position. <laughs> it's a nice opportunity just to kind of work with them, coach them, to help them really move that particular uh, fundamental up you know, because it's related to their job. Yeah. So um, that's really been, it's a nice, it's a really nice management tool. I love the way you, you and your, your team have put so much time into not just putting them on the wall, defining them and putting them on the wall, but then mapping out where they matter to each job function so that everybody can truly embrace it. It's not just something theoretical you're you're really helping them see how to do it reinforcing that and then measuring them against that so um that's where your culture gets stronger and stronger in the vision that you intended so absolutely and everybody has take care of our clients on their list no matter what because your client can be an outside client it can be an internal client your internal customer could be members it could be providers it's just everybody that you that you interact with is is your client that's really interesting perspective and have you seen as your staff has become more aligned to this vision have you seen any changes in the effect it's had on your customer base yes actually we have we do a survey we do several surveys we survey our own employees, but we survey our clients on an annual basis. And we ask to be graded, do you consider our service excellent? And we use the word excellent. And it's not on a scale of one to five. I mean, it's pretty brutal. It's like, yes or no. <laughs> 
And uh, we actually improved over the year from an 85% excellent rating, which is really good, right? That's a B, I think, a B plus in school, to 95%. 5% of our clients consider our service excellent. And, you know, that that is something we really, we really strive at. And it's hard to be excellent, to be considered excellent. It's, um, you know, it's a pretty high mark. It is a very high mark, yes. It's not just acceptable. <laughs> yes. It's not a three or a four, right? <laughs> yeah. So looking back on this whole process and the results that you have had, is it a change you wish you would have done earlier or was it really just the right time to do it in your company? I think it, it, it was the right time. Mm-hmm. Had I done it earlier, I'm not sure I would have been able to really articulate those, those 23. You know, I think especially as the CEO and the owner of the company, you want it, you don't want any compromise on what are those fundamentals. It's, it's really coming from you. Right. And so it was important. I think the changeover in the ownership, it was perfect timing because then it was, it was, it was really my company then. Right. Yeah. Buck stops, buck stops here, not, not shared between me, me and my partner. It was the buck stops here. And it was it was perfect timing, yeah. and you know people were struggling like like everybody does when you have any kind of change. For me, it was timing. I talked to some other CEOs, and they also feel like you you know when it's when it's time, or you're seeing some behaviors that that really don't reflect your core values. And if you're starting to see any of that and you're not liking what you're seeing, I would say it's time to do it. That is really good advice. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the CEOs that are listening and future CEOs? Because, you know, they could be up and coming CEOs. Absolutely. About their role in their company's culture. What would it be? What would you tell them? It's kind of getting back to my aha moment is that if you do not define your culture it is being defined for you and it really is and sometimes it's it's not the voices that you know really represent the majority of the people it's sometimes it's just the loudest people that are are defining things so startups are a great time if you've got young ceos that are starting up good time to go ahead and establish that culture boy that would be ideal you know if you're in a startup is go ahead and and just bake it bake it into your foundation and you know not all of us have that opportunity so just define it and it it takes a lot of a lot of thought but then please whatever you do stick to it because if you don't that's also defining a piece of your culture. That is definitely true. Um, Very good words of advice. So Julie, thank you for sharing your wisdom today. I know you've given me a lot to think about. I am going to try with my clients to use the, is our service excellent (laughs) (laughs) question? 
Uh, so very good. A little bit of something for everybody to take away because, you know, culture does affect everybody. And, you know, I know in our company, we want Dean Houston to be a place our clients love to work with and a place that our employees love to come to work every day. And that is all driven from our culture. So, you know, to hear how other leaders have established their vision is terrific. So thanks for inspiring us all. Well, I'm happy to share it. And I will tell you, Dean Houston, you've got a very good culture. We really enjoy working with you all. I see that dedication, that client focus. And, and plus, you're a lot of fun to work with, too. <laughs> well, good. Good. Thank you. So, Julie, thank you for sharing your insights with us today. Nothing, you know, this is the Inspire podcast, and nothing is more inspirational than hearing how you set the course for your company's culture, how you've reinforced it, and how you've measured against it and the effect that it's had. It has been really insightful to me, and I'm sure our audience thought so as well. Well, thank you, Dana. It was a pleasure joining you today. Thank you. 